You are now tuned in to the Leave Your Mail Podcast with your family sister by heart. Hey, family, what's going on? Y'all know that this is our sixth conversation, right? I mean, the sixth conversation. Like, y'all been talking to me a lot, you know. But, um, yes, this is our sixth conversation. And by now, y'all should have been recouped from all the food y'all ate on the fourth. I know some of y'all still had barbecues that none of y'all invited me to. But... It's okay because um, real soon I'm going to be accepting applications for a new family. How about that? No, I'm just playing. But if y'all keep treating me like an uncircumcised Philistine, we're going to have to do something about that. (laughs) But it's all love, though. It is all love. But on a lighter note, last week I was a guest on the Not For Real podcast hosted by Willie Office, also known as Chosen. And if you don't already follow the Not For Real podcast, go ahead and do so now on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow them on IG at Not For Real 74. But yes, in that conversation, we talked about marriage and that's a conversation that we're going to have sooner than later, of course, because we have to talk about it. But while discussing the topic, I stated that boyfriends do not get husband privileges. Family. Now, this is not a topic for today, but I want to know if y'all agree with me. Do y'all think that boyfriends should get husband privileges? Send us a DM or email. Let's talk about it. See what y'all got to say. So moving on. To the conversation that we're going to have today, we're talking about choosing wisely. And we have a special guest that's going to share some things. And I'm excited. I'm excited about it, even now. But choosing wisely. We all have decisions we make. And yes, we make choices daily. However, a lot of our choices are decided and not directed. And what I mean by that is that oftentimes we make choices off of impulse or emotion rather than seeking the Lord and actually being led. And I'm not being extra or anything like that, but I personally believe that there is nothing wrong with saying, Holy Spirit, help me. That's what he's here for. And most people will say, well, I don't have time, sit around, wait for an answer. But in reality, you do. Because you're the one making the decision and whatever you do ultimately is going to impact you, the current situation that you're in or your future, hence the domino effect, right? So this actually makes me think about um, Caleb. You know, if you don't know about your boy, go read about him in Numbers. That's the book right after Leviticus that y'all skip over. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I believe that Caleb's life exemplified a choice that he made by being directed because in the midst of all the chaos and everyone around him rebelling he still followed God I believe that I personally just believe that he was directed to stay focused and committed to walk and live the way that God wanted him to and the best part is he was blessed I mean I don't know about y'all but I know about me y'all want to be blessed I know I want to be blessed I'm already blessed even now but you can never be too blessed right so even with that um i just challenge you guys and i even still challenge myself to not be so quick or hasteful to make decisions because you want god's best for you and the only way to do that is to allow him to lead you 
So, Framley, allow me to introduce my kingdom sister, somebody who is very near and dear in my life and in my heart, Jazzy, with an I, not a Y, T. It's <laughs> good, it's good. Sister. It's good. Oh, G, you look so good. I missed you so much. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here even now. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Listen, y'all, like, look, this is, like, really, like, my little sister. I'm going to give y'all a quick rundown real quick because Jazzy is, she's my Jazzy. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so I met Jazzy back in 2017 at the I Love Me rally. Yep. Um, I was on a panel and I picked up her conversation and then, I, no, I picked up her question, my bad. And, um, after that, I started seeing her at church and ever since then, it's just been, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's just been, you know. Honestly. <laughs> became my little sister, man. We have candid conversations all the time. We pray together. We worship together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when we do our thing, God has allowed us to actually create a genuine sisterhood, you know. And she's just always there, man. The person that she is, the heart that she has, <laughs> she's a giant in the kingdom. She's the type of person you want in your life. I'm just saying energy and all. I mean, she's all things jazzy with an eye and not a eye. <laughs> but, uh, and I know y'all hear we laugh, we laughing, but we do this. Like when she came in, I just hugged her like sister, cause she know how I feel about her. But <laughs> today, um, she's gonna share with you guys some things about choosing wisely. We've been talking about making choices in our lives and being um, di- directed and not just decided. But um, what do you have to offer for that conversation, sis? Um, I um. I guess like recently or maybe sometime last week, um, God has like kind of pressed um, like scripture about his plans and stuff like that. Um, So I guess I'll start with a, a, you know, a chapter and a verse, um, Ephesians 1 verse 9, God has now revealed to us his mysterious Mm. will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And if I can just keep on going. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together yes. under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Mm. Verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Verse 14, the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Mm, that's good. That's good. Ooh, that'll preach, that'll preach itself. You are, that will preach itself, man. Like, oh. And um, when I think about just being led by the Holy Spirit, is that um, like verse 14 says, the Spirit is God's guarantee. That's it. For just the plan that He has for us. And I think when it comes to choosing wisely and being directed on this road of life, um, in a world or being a Christian or a believer in Christ, in a world that is wrong, a world that is sinful, a world that can, that has many desires that aren't godly. Yeah. The world is upside down. Right. Yeah. And it can be very difficult, especially if you don't know, you don't have a light Mm -hmm. to, um, direct you. And I think the Holy Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit is that light. He is that guide. He is that advocate um, to help you on this 
in this world yeah. that is is has nothing to offer. Honestly, it has that um, a deceptive thing about it. Um, the world can be beautiful. I mean, everything is God's creation, of course, of course. But the thing is, the enemy roams mm-hmm. and to a pro. right, whom he may devour. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, in order for us to know what's right and what's wrong, we can't do it on our own. Work. Yeah, we because we are a fallen people. We are humans. We are flesh. But the God that's within us shows us what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. so it's like no matter what you do or where you grew up in god has a way of just I'm, i guess i'm trying i'm trying to see how to say it but god just has a way of taking us out of a situation um to change our mentality even if he doesn't take us out physically he could take us mentally yeah um to a higher level that's it that's it so would you agree that God is the only one that gets you from your now to your next. Yep. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt it. I felt it when you said it. You know, you're talking. I was like, yeah, he's the only one that can get us from our now to our next. Because oh, yeah. we get stuck in where we are yep. because we don't have his perspective. But when we yeah. ask for it, you get what I'm saying? He like, listen, my plans are better for you. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I have so much more in store for you. I have purpose for your life. You know what I'm saying? You know how you know how we do. You know what I'm saying? So once we look, God, let me let me see me how you see me. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Let me see where you want me to be yes. you know what I'm saying and help me Holy Spirit come push me into those things let it be revealed because God already spoken the provision you, are you know so- what I'm saying when he created us you know what I'm saying so it's just up to us to be obedient oh yes and move in there but go ahead I'm sorry yeah I'm sorry. no 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 because when you were talking I you know I just think of automatic automatically identity and purpose and and now calling and also gifting and stuff like that. God has specific a specific thing for mm-hmm. each and every one That's of us. It. And if we don't know our identity in Christ, mm. it's hard for us to navigate through life. You're right. And we can say, "Oh yeah, this is my, you know I'm working with a purpose." Well, you can work you know with a purpose but what is the, the purpose? purpose that's it that's it Come on. <laughs> and i think like i think about um when i was at chick-fil-a um chick-fil-a is a blessing but be working there uh, me personally my experience um it was a gift but i've learned a lot of things and i didn't really like it but the one thing that motivated me to stay there and not wanting to quit was there's a reason for me being here. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though I didn't know at the time, God still gives you that strength to give you the know, mm-hmm. to give you an understanding on why you're there specifically, even if it's not for long term. Yeah. But I think, like you said, like the situations, when you're in a situation and you start looking at your situation, you can get blinded to the ultimate goal. Yeah. And yes, it's to please him, but God has a specific plan for you being there to either touch someone's life, to be able to speak in someone's life. And maybe that's the main reason why you're there. Yeah. Um, just to talk to that person. And I think that when you do have that purpose that is specifically for you it motivates you to keep on going yeah and not to look at your situation or not to focus on it and get fixated on it but it gives you more motivation it gives you a hope yeah. it gives you a future that's it and i think um jeremiah you know jeremiah, yeah. 
You know, it's like, you know, for I give you, you know, a hope in the future to prosper you, not to harm you. Yeah, he said, for I know the plan yes. that I have for you. Yes. Okay. Right. I get it. I still get Yo. it. Yo. And I just think like, you know, we if we get out of because I'm not, I can't really specifically say you, 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 because it's me too. Yeah. And it's a day-to-day discipline. Yeah. And no matter how long you've been a Christian, mm-hmm. you have to work each and every day. That's why I said take up your cross and die daily. That yes. thing is so real. It's so yes. real. Because a lot of times we want to do what we want to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm guilty of it myself. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not, but not right now. And he'd be like, oh, for real? But yeah. you know, this is, an assi- this is an assignment. You know what I'm saying? This is ministry. This ain't yeah. even about you. Everything that we do is not about us. It's bigger yeah. than us. Yeah. You know, um, ultimately. God is supposed to get the glory out of everything that we do. That's why he said, everything that you do in all things, do it as if you're doing it for me. Yeah. Forget about everybody else because when you think about when Jesus went to the cross, everything that everybody was doing to him, spitting on him, throwing rocks, you know what I'm saying, slandering his name, yeah. beating him, you know what I'm saying, like everything, he could have just been like, you know what, forget that. I'm not, what you talking about? Yeah. I ain't got to, but the fact that he was consistent and he pushed through, mm-hmm. went up there, died for us anyway, Yeah. you know what I'm saying, showed us a love that's unmatched that we'll never find yeah. It's even more reason for us to be like, okay, God, I just want to make you happy. Oh yeah. I want my life to exalt your name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everything that I do, and yes, it's hard. You know, yes, we get distracted. Yes, we get, you know, in in our own heads. You know what I'm saying? We get in the way of ourselves. We're not just gonna say it's other people. We get in the way of ourselves, and we get away from our ultimate ultimate goal. We lose focus sometimes. Yeah. So once he starts just drawing us back, it's important that we listen mm-hmm. when Holy Spirit speaks. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So and then sometimes we're not in that place of listening. Ooh. But once he starts, like, okay, I hear you, Lord. I and hear I'll you. Get your Lord. attention. Yes. 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 <laughs> he know how he knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly what to say. Just like people know exactly what buttons to push to trigger you. Oh yeah. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do to get your attention. Oh yeah. And I think like um uh, I'm that. Two points that you made. <laughs> Two points that you made is the first is like that. Um, I call it the divine shut up mm. because we. I at times I can like to talk, but what I've learned now and what he's breaking the habit of, you need to start listening more mm-hmm. because if you keep on talking, how is he going to get through to you? That's good. How are you going to know the things that he has for you? How are you going to know what he wants you to do um, for or, uh, you know, for another person that is in Christ or for a non-believer to show that he loves them? Mm. So if we keep on talking, we're not and we don't listen then how are we going to know the instructions that he gives us? How are we going to know to be obedient? Mm. And he does have a way. You know, he gives us grace. Yeah. But he also has a way of just like, you know, it's time for you to shut up. Yeah, he's such a parent. God is he's such a father. Come on. I'm listen. You know you're wrong, right? You know you need to sit down and be quiet. Yeah. And listen, like that's the point. You just said the divine shut up. Yeah. It's that yielding point. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Cause we have to be in a position. We have to be ready to hear. We are, oh God, we need a word. We need a oh, word. Yeah. We need a word. Okay, well when he bring that word, are you gonna be available? Oh yeah. To receive it. Mm. So that's good. The divine shut up. Because <laughs> it gets you real quick. Like, okay, okay, God. I, 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 see, I see. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. So what? Um, what is it that you do for yourself? You know, to make sure 
Um, I know you talk about the divine shadow, but to make sure that you're being led and not just choosing like, you know, what, I'm just going to go with this today oh. and then regretting it later. What is it that you do to make sure that everything is led? I think like, um, <laughs> just a word just came up. So that was the Holy Spirit. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Submission. Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. It was, it was that submission. Um, and I think it's, it's powerful. It is. Um, because, and, but submission doesn't just come. It. It's something that has to be practiced. Mm-hmm. It's something that has to be worked. And I think that it takes time and knowing, like, you have to be patient with yourself. Mm, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, um, especially, like, I guess, I don't know, when was it? 2013 is when I was saved. But, like, I guess now I'm starting to actually understand. I received knowledge and wisdom and stuff like that about, no, knowledge about submission. But now I'm getting an understanding to walk in wisdom now. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's just a process that God knows how to break you down and build you up. Yeah. He knows how to break you down and show you actually who you are underneath all that sin and mm, stuff like that. So I, the question was like, uh, how do I, um, just how do I move? What do you do as far as being led? Like, what is your game plan? Do you get up like me? Cause I'm not a morning person. I'd be like, Holy spirit, come on, give me up by this bed. Cause uh, I'll turn over and go to sleep, hit the snooze button in a minute. Like what, yeah. what do you do? Um, well, I try to think of it as, um, well now I try to think of it <laughs> as a marriage. Um, because technically I am married, <laughs> um, with Christ. Um, and I am his bride. I, you know, so therefore I have to think of it as a union. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to be married, if I am married, I have to take that commitment and put effort into like not cultivating or build, help building or growing the relationship with him. So, um, I think that what I pray every day is. God, please guide me through your day. Mm. So I can always like wake up and read my Bible, but sometimes I don't know where to begin. So sometimes I'm just like, you know what, that listening, maybe I have to just sit back and just listen. Like, okay, God, what do you want to tell me? And he will surely speak. Yes. And I think taking that time to just, just being still. Mm Mm-hmm. And just saying, hey, God, you know, thank you for waking me up today. Um, just having that conversation in the morning as if my husband, it was good, my love, you know. <laughs> but, you know, just like being able to have that open communication with him yes. and letting him show you instead of, oh, let me just jump into this. Because I think that sometimes we can jump into something and it's not God's will, even though it like... <laughs> It has godly reasons, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that's God's will for you. Right. And so I think just taking that time to just sit and listen, um, to hear, oh, you know, I just want you to listen to this praise song today. I think of of this movie on Pure Flix. Um, uh, It's, I don't know, it had to do with cupcakes. (laughs) But um, they were selling cupcakes. And one of the things that I remember the ladies, one of the ladies saying, is there's no right or wrong way of pursuing God. Of course, you know, sin is not of God. <laughs> but I think when it comes to pursuing Christ, 
it's more of like that submission. You're sitting down and you're just listening and not so much of speaking all the time, mm-hmm. but just sitting there and listening and allowing him to show you, hey, I want you to go over yesterday's meditation. Meditate in the day, meditate at night um, because it, that's the that's where you get rooted. Um, I thought like I have to pursue God twenty four seven and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be in my word twenty four seven, and I could be in the word for yeah. hours. But I think that word in you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I think the difference is, um, is allowing it to just resonate. And when God gives you something God inspired through the day, that's when you take a little, a little time, maybe three minutes, five minutes, and see what He's actually wanting to say that time. That's but, good. So basically, what I'm hearing you say: being still, communicating, and just submitting. Oh, that's yeah. what you do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I support that. I support that even now. Even now. <laughs> oh man! Wow! Wow! This this is good. This is amazing. This has been a joy having you here to have this conversation with us about choosing (laughs) wisely. I hear your phone going off, so that must be you got to (laughs) go. But um, we definitely, uh, we love you. We love you so much. You know, I love you. (laughs) Even now. (laughs) But um, thank you so much just for coming by. Um, You guys go back and listen to the playback as many times as you as you need to but that was jazzy with an eye not a lie before we go happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday No, my birthday is next Wednesday. Your kingdom sister, my heart will be 28. But thank you so much. Oh my God. Oh man. So we're moving into our three question ring. And the first question we have this time is Do you read devotionals and do you have any recommendations? Um, I do read devotionals. Actually, I use the Bible app, of course, because I try to stay one track with reading and being in the word every day. And yes, I do have a hardcover Bible and I use it. I just don't use it as much as I do my phone, if that makes sense. But one of my favorite devotionals is called Jesus is Calling. It's actually a hardcover book by Sarah Young. And it's, um, I think the subtitle was Enjoying Peace in His Presence, but it's really good. And um, I could I recommend that one to anybody. It's definitely one of my favorites. It's called Jesus is Calling. The next one is, um, the next question, when are you going to talk about your divorce? Hmm. So soon and very soon, but I plan to talk about it and open up more about it in season two. You know, this is season one and it's almost over, you know, I know family, but in season two, I definitely plan on talking about, um, my divorce and everything in I don't want to call it the relationship series, but in our relationship series. Um, and the last question is, how was your experience with COVID? <laughs> and you said it like it was a date. Um, so my experience was just picture. Sicily 19. <laughs> so the day that I woke up and went to the hospital, um, I had gotten a call the night before letting me know that I had been exposed to COVID. 
and saying that I should go get tested and everything like that. And I was like, okay, cool. But while I was on that call, like I was coughing and everything like that. And I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, hey, I'll just go tomorrow. So when I woke up the next day, I was laying in my bed and I was like, I cannot breathe. So I called um, DJ Preach actually. I actually called him like, yo, bro, if I need to go to the hospital, like, can you take me? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let me get, get myself together and I'll call you back. And when I was getting dressed, I just feel, I was just losing air. Like I couldn't breathe worth nothing. So I ended up just getting in the car. I never even called him back. Um, getting in the car and driving to the hospital, the initial hospital that I went to. And when I got there, the lady was asking me, you know, fever, runny nose, temperature, you know, and I couldn't answer her. And she was like, ma'am, what is your name? And I'm just looking at her like, <sighs> like I couldn't breathe. Like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't respond, respond or anything like that. And she ended up telling one of the nurses to bring a wheelchair. They set me there. They put me on oxygen and let me sit there for about five or 10 minutes until I can actually breathe. And then they start asking me, you know, what's my name? Asking me my information and why was I there? Once I let them know, they put me in a room and then um, the doctor came in and said, hey, we're gonna get you in for an x-ray. You stay on this oxygen and whatnot. I'll have my nurse come in and test you. So when the nurse came in, she got me and she put the, I can't think of the name of it, but she put the stats thing on my finger and walked me out of the room. You know, took me off oxygen, walked me out of the room. When I got out of the door, I about collapsed because I could not breathe. I couldn't even stand up really. You know, so they rushed me back into the room and the doctor came back and was like, yeah, we're going to have to keep you for observation because we don't know what's going on. And I was like, okay. So they came and got me for an x-ray and then they sent me back to the room and they came back and was like, hey, you have pneumonia. And I'm just like, really? And I was just like, wow. You know, and my chest was kind of already hurting because I had been in the accident that same week, actually. Um, and my left rib cage was out of alignment. And I was like, dang, I got pneumonia too. Like when he's telling me this, but I couldn't breathe. So he was like, yeah, we're gonna keep you and everything like that. So he leaves and he was like, I'm gonna come back and everything like that, you know, update you. And we're gonna get you into a better room. So while I'm waiting, you know, I'm texting my sister and everything like that. And the doctor's coming by like, hey, could you take a deep breath for me? And I'm like, I can't, it hurts. Like I'm telling them that I can't, it hurts, but I'm whispering because I don't have a voice. I really can't talk. And they're like, that machine is saying that you're not breathing. Like if that machine was saying that you were living or dying, you would say that you're dead. And then he went and got the doctor. The doctor came back and was like, yeah, we can't let you go home. You know, if we let you go home, you're gonna die. Wow. And he said, I'm gonna give you the COVID test or whatever. So he came back and we did the test. And instead of swabbing my nose like they normally would do, they did it like in my mouth. And I was like, oh, okay. So he was like, your results would be back between 12 and 24 hours, you know. We're just waiting on the room. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just sitting there. And um, he comes back and right. like, we're going to transport you to Emory St. Joseph or Buckhead, whichever one has room first. We're going to treat it, treat you as if you do have COVID because we don't know what the results are going to be. And you have pneumonia. We want you to get the best care here. And our facility is filling up. So I'm just like, okay, that's perfectly fine. So the transporters come and I promise you they hit everything in Atlanta trying to get me to Emory St. Joseph. Like, on the way there, I promise you, they hit every bump, every curb, every pothole. I felt it. And I was almost in tears, crying, you know. So when I get to Emory St. Joseph, I get there, they put me in the room, and then the doctor and the nurses come in, and the doctor's like, ma'am, we have your results, 
And I'm looking at him like, okay. He's like, you have coronavirus. And I was just like, my eyes shot out because I was in disbelief. And he was like, but don't worry. We're gonna make sure you don't need a ventilator. We're your family. You know, if you need anything, you just push that red button right there and we're gonna be in here. And I could just nod my head. He left out of the room and all the nurses came in. They put uh, put me on remdesivir. They put um, an IV in one arm. They was giving me blood thinners on my side. They hooked me up everything you could think of, writing names on the board. Everybody was just moving. There was so much going on so fast, I thought I was going crazy. You know, I don't think I slept the first night, but I couldn't really move at this point. It was like I was just losing feeling. Everything in my body, like, had completely shut down. And I'm just looking at them at this point, you know. And the first couple of days, like I said, I couldn't breathe for real. I couldn't really talk, couldn't really move. And there was so much other, so many other things that happened that I won't um, say because I'm kind of embarrassed about it. But um, it was so much. And when I did get my voice back, I was already praying on the inside. But when I got my voice back, you can tell me shut up. You cannot tell me to shut up. I was just praying and everything. When uh, when physical therapy had came in, you know, I was praying because I was still in pain from the accident. But I was just grateful that I could be up walking around and moving. And the lady was like, hey, I need to come um, get your um, blood work and everything like that. And I need to do this and I need to do that. So I'm like, what's your name? And I started praying for her too. It was like nothing that was going on in the hospital I was not praying for, you know? And I was just so grateful. So now I just see life completely differently. Um, I live every day now, like it's my birthday. Like everybody's like, your birthday is in July. Yeah, I know it's in July, but every day is my birthday. Like I'm not gonna wait to just celebrate one day when God has given me life every day. You know, I just look at stuff differently and y'all know I'm a little extra anyway, but it's all good. But um, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Um, it was definitely an experience and I'm just grateful that God um, already knew what the end of that would look like for me. He is good. And that I'm still here. So it's time to get high. So for today, family, I just need you to encourage someone. Amen. Even now. Speak a word. Give a smile. Make a wave. Even now. Whatever it is, encourage someone. And I promise it'll do more for you than it will for them. And remember that you are saved, you are called, and you are graced for purpose even now. I'm your King Sister by Heart. I love you. Today has been one for the books unmatched and I look forward to having our next conversation. You can follow us on social media at the Even Now Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio.